We're AM 1040 on your radio and on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040, WHO, Des Moines. A statement last night that reads in part, quote, Mr. Kushner had no contacts with the organization, and that organization would be WikiLeaks. But the top Republican and Democrat on the Senate Judiciary Committee says that the collection of documents that Kushner has provided the committee is incomplete. And they know this because of emails that other campaign officials have turned over. So Kushner now has uh, until, I believe, November 23rd to hand over those missing documents to the committee. Fox's Kristen Fisher. The Senate Judiciary Committee also raising concerns about Jared Kushner's security clearance documents. A manhunt continues for a gunman in New Kensington, Pennsylvania, who shot and killed a police officer. 25-year-old officer Brian Shaw was shot after a traffic stop involving an SUV led to a foot pursuit and at some point shots were fired. Shaw was hit, taken to the hospital, but was pronounced dead shortly after. Police did find an unaccompanied gold-colored Jeep Grand Cherokee wanted in connection with the shooting. We, we've had a multitude of people call in and we encourage those phone calls to continue. Uh, we haven't had anything that, that uh, I would construe as uh, you know, bad information. We appreciate everybody calling. Um, and we're doing everything we can to follow those leads. A $30,000 reward is now being offered. Fox's Brian Yenis. Fox News, fair and balanced. Well, the game may be over, but the best analysis is just getting started. This is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Ross Peterson and Travis Justice are taking your calls. Sound Off. This is your home for the Hawkeyes. News Radio 1040. WHO. You have every right to be upset tonight. You have every right to sound off. You have every right to let your frustrations known. Two weeks after what was maybe considered the best win in the Kirk Ferentz era in Iowa, he comes back or they come back with what could be one of the worst losses in the Kirk Ferentz era at Iowa. Purdue over Iowa 24 to 15 on senior day. At Kinnick Stadium, I'm Travis Justice, he's Ross Peterson, this is the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off, and Ross, before you even get to your first comments, if you're calling tonight at 515-284-1040, I want you to start your phone call with a description, a one-word description, it could be pathetic, it could be lackluster, a one-word description to get into what you're going to talk about, because there are no positives to take away from this game. You know, Travis, in a way, embarrassed. There's your description. That is a fine description, Ross Peterson. This is just not at all what uh, any of us expected again. And, you know, we had all these excuses last week when they laid that egg against Wisconsin. Wisconsin's a really good team. Yeah. Purdue has a pretty good defense. This is Purdue. It's Purdue. This, this is a team that, with with if the Hawks won today, would have beat them today, they weren't even going to a bowl. They had no chance of going to a bowl. They'd have been a five-win team if they beat Indiana next week. So th- uh, this is... This Hawkeye team that played within an inch of Penn State at home, this Hawkeye team that put up 55 on Ohio State, has absolutely lost their way these last two weeks. It doesn't have an identity. No, not at all. It doesn't have anything. It's disgusting what we watched today. What we watched today was disgusting you, football. I don't even know what the excuses for it are anymore, Travis. I mean, I understand we've got some young kids, and in a couple years, you're going to have a lot of the same bodies in the same positions, and that could be a really fun year. 
in 2019. It's Nathan not. Stanley. It's 2017. I don't know about Nate Stanley. No, man. but he's he's sacked six times today. Travis, we've seen ten games now. Let me ask you a question: Is Nate Stanley a good quarterback? That's a fair question. When he's protected, yes. When he's not protected, no. And I don't know if anybody would be a good quarterback with the way the offensive line That's plays today. That's a very good point. Yeah. Two eight four ten forty. We're going to open up as we always do on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Tom from North Liberty. What is your one word description? <laughs> I think you puked. Yeah, I just puked. That's it. That's my one word description. Hey, the one thing I really have to say today, besides the effort and the lack of effort, you know, and game, but here's the thing. I think out-of-work chiropractors make more adjustments than our, than our coordinators. What adjustments did we see? We let Rabunga get beat six times in a row before we... Now, now hold on, Tom. Hold on. Come on, man. Oh, Tom, hold on. It was five. <laughs> okay, five. You got me, Ross. Come on, man. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we'll have uh, more to talk about next week. Uh, I'm going to go back and puke again. Talk to you then. We'll write down vomit for Tom's yeah. one word. Vomit was uh, was the one word. The D-Man. Really? He goes by the D-Man? D-Man. Hello there. Hello there, my friend. My word is Ferenc. Ferenc is the common denominator. You know, if he wants to be a touchy-feely liberal, he should go on The View with Oprah and all these other people and, and you know, Whoopi Goldberg. And, you know, I, I, lo- I love the fact that we're high-fiving the, the hospital and all that. But, I mean, this guy has turned into a Hallmark card. This guy is a walking nightmare. This guy has to go. This guy has been, ever since he took a knee versus Ohio State on the road at the 35-yard line in 2009, this guy has, has got to go out of the door. And we are done by these tickets. D-Man, I saw something on Twitter that uh, looked very similar to that. It was, you know, uh, being stuck in traffic after losing to Purdue on senior day would make anybody rethink their repurchase of season tickets. Can I just say one more thing? Paraphrasing. Iowa fans work very hard. Some of us work one or two jobs, and we, you know, Kirk Ferentz, like, comes off like he's the and all employee of Iowa. A lot of us do not deserve this on the weekend. This is a nightmare. This is like reading a Stephen King novel backwards. Okay. Thanks, D-Man. You know, Ross, I asked you before we went on the air, do Iowa fans continue to accept the one 10, 11-game, maybe 12-win season than three years of this? Or four years of this? I think, Travis, what we've seen this year is no. More and more Hawkeye fans are not willing to to consider that successful. Now, that might be, the, that, that might be realistic, that every couple of years you're going to catch lightning in a bottle, that the program is going to turn around, you're going to have a group of seniors that stick around, and the schedule is going to be in your favor, and all the stars align, and you could have one of those special seasons. I think the taste of that a few years ago changed it for Hawkeye fans, and not all, not by, by not by a long stretch, all, but there's a good there's, there's a good portion of them. 
that now now they want that. Yeah, all but the they time. showed their frustration today because in the third <laughs> quarter that stadium was empty, and we were worried about people calling the show. We're like, people are going to be home before our show goes I'm on the seeing, air. We're seeing some of it on Twitter and Facebook and stuff already. There are people that have said, "Man, I'm I'm glad we left early, so we're." Close to home already. I have a feeling this call could be epic. We're going to Indiana. That's where John is. John, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio, 1040 WHO. Kaka. And we all know what kaka means. You can't make chicken salad out of chicken kaka. <laughs> and uh, that's what today looked like. The most epic, surprising beatdown two weeks ago of number three Ohio State, hanging almost 500 yards of total offense and 55 points against the hallowed Buckeyes. And in the two games since, your offense can only come up with 13 points. It's sad. Cock is a a good word for it, John. (laughs) I just, uh, there's several things that I want to say, and I know that I'm long-winded, and I know you need to get plenty of calls. Nate Stanley on Twitter talking about Purdue, saying that they were more prepared, that they wanted it more, that they out that we got out coached and outplayed. Um, I, John Miller. Now wait, that can't be the that can't be the quarterback, Nate Stanley. They're not allowed to use Twitter, right? No, no, no. That was a quote from Nate. Stanley. Oh, use okay, okay. I'm sorry, John. I saw on Twitter. I'm sorry. Okay, thank John you for that. John Miller on Hawkeye Nation tweets out. I was wrong, and Ross Peterson, you liked this tweet that I sent out. He corrected himself this week and said, with Wisconsin's win today over Michigan, over the last 13 years, they've averaged 10 wins a season. And I've been saying that Iowa and Wisconsin are on the same level. I was wrong. They're not. Well, John Miller, you're also wrong because you've been telling us for the last two decades that Kirk Ferentz Iowa teams get better in November. The only five seasons I've seen us get better in November or six would be the double-digit win season plus the season with Sean Green. This is 2007 Western Michigan epic meltdown. I don't know about you. I'd like to congratulate Kirk Ferentz on being able to play next week for fourth place in the Big Ten West. That's going to be incredible. Five million a season for that. I've been seeing it for the last decade or more. When Iowa fans saw back-to-back-to-back 10 or 11 win seasons in 02, 03, 04, you gave them a taste of what could happen. When Forbes magazine says you are the 10th most worthy, you have the 10th biggest fan base in the country and the 10th biggest worth. And then two years ago, you made the second most money in college football only behind Alabama. We have the money. We have the fans. We have the facilities. But you have an athletic director that only expects seven wins, John. Yeah, an athletic director that came from Wyoming. If you want to have seven wins, that'll win you the the Mountain West in 2007. I'm sorry, Barta. I want a Big Ten title. Wisconsin's been to the Rose Bowl for 25 years. Or has been to the Rose Bowl six times in the last 25 years. Iowa won. I'm sorry. You don't John, have to don't apologize. apologize. The, 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 the frustration has been, okay, teams know what you're going to run. Why did Purdue beat them? Because you can only see a zone-level blocking scheme from a young offensive line so often, and you've seen it for the last 10 years, 
that uh, Big Ten coaches will write anonymously to Sporting News every season and say Iowa's bread and butter. They line up and they play in a phone booth, and if you can beat them at their own game, you'll be able to beat you. They have the fifth most amount of games decided by eight points or less. They're the fifth team, the fifth highest team in the NCAA in the last 20 years, percentage-wise, that has games decided by eight points or less. It's almost 43% of Kirk's, of Kirk Ferentz's games. It's incredible. Well, then how is that, how's that been working out for you? Because all I've been seeing is five and three and four and four in the Big Ten. John, thanks so, for the phone call, man. Meltdown right there. Love your passion, buddy. We're going to be six and seven. All right, John. Thanks, man. Talk to you next week as they take on the Huskers. He's passionate. And he'll, t- and he'll call us next Friday. Yes, he will. 284-1040. Let's go to Anthony in Des Moines. Anthony, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hey, guys. How you guys doing this evening? Not good, Anthony. Not good at all. What's your one What's your one word to describe this game, Anthony? Anthony, what's your one What's your one word, buddy? Hectic. This team is pathetic and hectic. This makes me sick to my stomach the last couple of years under the Kirk era. I think it's time for a change in Iowa. They don't turn things around next year. I don't see the team going to win at least eight or eight games next year. Thing is, guys, you guys got to worry about Nebraska next week. They're going to be going to bowl. I don't see this game to win a bowl game that's on the whatever this is going. What, and uh, you know what? That's all I have to say on this, there, guys. Thanks, thanks Anthony. What my brother tell us, Travis? We should. Uh... We should be okay with this team winning six games because it's more likely they'll play in a bowl game they can win. <laughs> that is a point. You know, Nebraska is interesting because that will be Mike Riley's last game as, as the Nebraska head coach. Another snotty thing I saw on Twitter, Nebraska is has a really good record on Fridays when they play Iowa before they fire their coach. Let's go to Grinnell. That's where Eric is. Grinnell, Eric, what is your one word on the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off? My one word is limp. <laughs> Keep that going. Was one of the worst offense performances I've ever seen in my entire life, and it, it was an absolute embarrassment. Running between the tackles when there are nine guys in the box. Somebody, please tell me why? Why are we doing this? Crazy. I mean, I was sitting there in Madison last weekend. It was the same deal. You but, you you think you have enough studs in the house to run the ball with nine guys in the box? Please tell me that. I'll hang up and listen. Thanks, Eric. We've got one line open, 284-1040. This is just going to be therapy for a while. It, it, really it, is. And it, it has to be. It yeah. has to be for everybody because – you don't beat Ohio State like a drum two weeks ago and then get beat by Purdue at home. What's happened with our expectations for this team is crazy this year. I mean, and not just the last couple of years, this year alone. You, you knew things were messed up, and it was a long shot that Iowa was going to win the football game, right? When they score a touchdown and they go for two, what? <laughs> you, you, you kick the extra point, 
then you kick the onside, hope you score, then you go for two. If you do that, Travis, you keep your team in a position to tie or win the game yes. longer. And that has always been one of those fairness things we've always talked about. Like, man, he does a great job of keeping these kids in a position to win this game. He keeps his players, gives them an opportunity to win games late, even games like today that they have no business being around in. You're, you're punting the ball 26 yards several times. You can't flip the field. You can't return a punt. Matt Vandenberg, who seems to be, he should be your best decision maker back there. He's, he's the a, worst. He's been awful this year. The last couple of games have been brutal. And then you, you, so your defense finally gets a, you know, you, you pin him deep. You get him inside the five yard line. You do a three and out. Yeah, you don't handle the punt, and it's a seventy yard punt or sixty eight yard punt. Flips the field. Three and out. Twenty yard punt. Now all of a sudden, in a matter of two minutes, Purdue just gained forty yards on you. Two eight four ten forty. We're here till ten o'clock tonight. This is going to be a therapy session. You have every right to sound off because that's what this show is. It's the people's show, and as we watch fans fly out of Kinnick Stadium in droves in the third quarter. We know you're upset. We know you're frustrated. We know you didn't want to watch that despicable display of football today. That's a word I've had text to me already. It's despicable. Let's go to I-80. That's where Dan is. Dan, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Thanks for having me. Uh, first time caller here. What's your one word, Dan? Pathetic. That's a good word. Were you at the game, Dan? I was, but pathetic doesn't describe the game. Pathetic describes the fans that call into the show all the time that think they know more than the coaching staff. I had to listen to this dude from Indiana talk for four minutes about everything he knows about football. He lives in Indiana. He doesn't even go to a game, and he wants to sit here and talk about how much he hates her fans. How much? When does he ever support him? I think I think John's been very supportive. Yeah, I think really? he's. Really, he he's... calls your show. That's it. And he whines every time. Two weeks ago, everyone loved her. He's the greatest coach in the world. But what happened in the last two weeks, Dan? So, you, so you're just going to take the ebb and flow, Dan? You're going to go, okay, we can beat Ohio State, and then we can just look like crap against Purdue? You're okay with that? No, I'm not. Okay. I don't hear a bitch about the coaches all the time. Well, you should, because <laughs> there's plenty to bitch about. <laughs> so, so you're glad they went for two? Really? That, that's, what, that's what we're at? You're the same dude that used to be in Nebraska station. I had to listen to you for five years. You should go back there. I have to listen to a Nebraska Cornhusker talk on a Hawkeye radio station. Ross, do you want to take this real quick? You want to take this real quick? Uh, yeah, Ross. <laughs> yeah, Dan. Dan. Yeah, Dan. <laughs> Dan, here's the deal. Travis is a diehard Hawkeye fan. Uh, and, and, I find that very hard. Yeah, it, yeah. it's the truth. Diehard Hawkeye fans don't talk about the team like that. Oh, see, that's where you're wrong, Dan. Yeah. That's where you're wrong. That fans do talk about their team. You know what? You know what? Blind fans like you do just lay you're down and blind. take it. You're blind, Dan. You just lay down and take it. Yeah, and you, and you, I, yeah, what you do. I bet you let people run all over you, Dan, because that's what you do. You uh, that's, don't have a clue that, what you're talking about. I don't have a clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> No. So I. So now so we're just fans, fighting each other. So can't fans we all just can't get be lo- critical, Dan. Fans can't say anything negative against the program, Dan. Everybody, everybody, love everybody. Okay. All that this show is. I don't think that's all this show is. 
goodness. Oh, my goodness. I think the show's positive. I think the show is the people's show, and it is the reflection of what people are feeling. Listen, today is not fairy bells and or fairy dust and, and rose petals. This was disgusting football today. And that's why... I'll, I, and I'll, I'll, I'll stand up, first of all, for you. And we've told this story a bunch of times. You, through your career, ended up working at a station in Omaha. Yeah. In the press box at... Uh, what's it? Memorial Stadium? Yes. yes. You were known as... Hawkeye Trav. Hawkeye Trav. Yeah. Uh, I've heard I've heard this story from several people that they actually hated you in the Hawkeye in the Nebraska press box because even when Nebraska was playing Texas A and M, you would make it a point to have them announce or tell you the Hawkeye scores yes. in the middle of games. So just a little bit of background on on why Travis is sitting here where, right now. What, where one lives does not dictate their fandom. John's and a perfect example. That's exactly what I was going to say. And not even going to games. I haven't been. I was a season ticket holder for a long time. I haven't been able to attend a game in the last five years because of this opportunity. That doesn't make me any less of a fan, I'd hope, you don't, in your eyes, Dan. I hope you don't think that I love the Hawkeyes any less than I did when I was hanging out in Section 101. Darth Vader on Twitter at SoundOfWHO says, well, Dan's a flipping moron. Um, Chris says, according to Dan on Sound Off WHO, right now you have to attend the game to be a fan. Uh, then sports fan Des Moines says, uh, Dan is blind. Can we all just, can, okay, listen, we're all on the same team, okay? <laughs> E-L-E, everybody love everybody. It's a sign right on the wall, See, Travis. you're a millennial. Tim, how are you, sir? I'm doing fine. I'm going to try to mellow this out a little bit. Thank you, Tim. What's your one word for the for the game? Just disappointment. Okay, that's Fair. a good one. That's yeah. good. Um, well, you know, my brother and I thought we could win. We could, I could have won this. Of course, it didn't work that way. But what, only one thing I got to say is, how come? Why? Why can't we get a punter that can kick over twenty one yards? <laughs> it's is recruiting that tough? I just. Let you, guys you know who the best punter on the team is? Nate Stanley. Yeah, he is. Well, he had a good push card. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. He's your yeah. best punter. He almost had he had the one that rolled into the end zone last week. If if that one would have you know is two yards less, he has two punts inside the five yard line. Two for two. I that's a that is a head scratcher, man. I cannot figure out. You've got a kid on scholarship, not even using him. So you're using the non scholarship kid to launch off twenty six yard punts. He can't get enough hang time under the uh, under the ball that you have to do that rugby style punt all the time. You can't flip the field. It, that is an absolute head scratcher to me. He must Colton Raster must be a fantastic punter in practice, Travis. It's the only thing I can come up with. Because even after the, he did the fake punt where he took off running uh, late in the game against Ohio State, and uh, Ferentz went over and got in his ear, we all thought, well. That's it, right? Now you're going to go to the scholarship kid, probably the last time we saw him. Not the case. Russell on Twitter at SoundOffWHO says, You guys are wrong. Going for two, then scoring again and going for two, you win. Screw going for the tie. But here's the problem with that, Russell. Think about what you just said. If you don't make it on that two-point attempt, which they didn't, you lost the game. Game's over. Game's over. Yeah. You don't even give yourself a chance to force overtime. Now, 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 you have to, now you have to score and get another on. Yes. You have to get two onside kicks in the final minute. Yes, I, I and I was I was hoping I listened to um, Ed and Gary talking to Coach Ferentz after the game. I was really hoping that they would maybe ask him what 
what the thinking was there. I assume that the logic is, listen, we've got to get a two-point and a, and an extra point at some point. If we're going to tie this game, it has to happen in that order anyway, so might as well try to go for the two-point conversion. I, I didn't see that. I didn't see that being the the way to go about it. When they when they scored that touchdown, Travis, we're sitting here, I looked at you and I said, well, the math says you kick this extra point, you keep yourself in a position, it's a one-possession game if you kick this extra point, and you, you kick, still got a chance to win it. Yeah. And so, Russell, we're not wrong. We're right. I'm not saying we're right about everything. Ross and I have been wrong about a lot of things. But as soon as they did not get that two-point conversion, that game was over. There was no ifs, ands, or buts about it. 284-1040. Let's go to AJ. AJ, your one word for today's game. Xanax. <laughs> How's that one? That's a great one. I need some, I need some after this season, fellas. I've been to the Ames to the Iowa State game. I was at the Ohio State game, and I'm almost home to Chris because I I did leave in the third quarter because <laughs> it was cold and it didn't look like what I saw. You weren't the only one, AJ. You weren't the only one, man. Lots of people. Ah, uh, I just wanted to find some consistency somewhere, somehow, and maybe let's just try to get Nebraska next week. And hey. I could feel better if we could win a bowl game for the first time in how many years. It might be in Detroit, but I don't care. I've seen that thrown around, AJ. Thanks for the phone call. Have a good one. AJ says Xanax. This game drove me back into uh, tobacco. Yeah, 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 here's Ross after the game. I got to go to Quick Trip. I got to go get some chew. I'm like, what? I got to go get some chew. So he's got a big old dip. What do you got in there, Copenhagen? No. Don't worry, don't worry about Camel it. Camel patches? Yeah. <laughs> Mint? Spearmint? Yeah. 284-1040. <laughs> Tommy! Call it, they call it Frost. Frost. That's What's up, what Tommy? Tommy? How you doing, buddy? Tommy? Uh-oh. Oh. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Health check on Tommy. Tommy, you there, bud? Three, two, oh, one. Sorry, Tommy. Let's go to Nick in Norwalk. Nick in Norwalk, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. On News Radio 1040 WHO, what's your word? Ugly. Terrible. That's, Good. Uh, There's two. I'll tell you, what about uh, Stanley's punt? Incredible, huh? <laughs> awesome. Um, anyway, it's, it's kind of it's, it's really depressing because you have a lot of good a lot of good players, a lot of good seniors, and for them to, to have a, uh, a performance like that today in the last, uh, last game in Kinnick, Pretty depressing. Um, I feel for those guys. Um, they're a lot better. I think they're a lot better than what they show. Um, it's, it's, it's a very disappointing, disappointing game, disappointing season. Nick, I like that comment, though. They, they are a better team than what they've shown the last two weeks. Absolutely. Without a doubt. Yeah, there's a lot of good talent. I mean, the yeah. defense, there's, I mean, there's NFL guys on that defense. But, yeah. Nick, that's what drives people nuts. It's what drives people nuts is like, where is the consistency? And it goes back to what Ross and I have said for the last, even even before the Ohio State game, what is the identity of this football team? Yeah, there's, it's not. I mean, even an Ohio State game lets this kid throw around a little bit, but they're so predictable on offense. It's the same thing every year. Uh, it's pretty depressing, but, um, but yeah, I definitely feel for those seniors that play in the last game in Kenneck. It's a terrible feeling. All right, Nick. Thanks, thanks for man. the phone call, Appreciate Nick. It. Appreciate it, buddy. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Ryan in Des Moines. Ryan, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. You're on with Ross Peterson and me, Travis Justice. Hi, guys. Um, my word for everything is probably disappointing. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, just watching it. And I feel bad for the players out there, the seniors, you know, that gave everything and then to walk off the field. I mean, you hear these callers, it sounds like it ruined their week or month. How do you think them guys feel putting in all that time? Yeah. Uh, I think a lot of it just comes down to the offensive line. You know, Purdue has 15 sacks all year and gets six, six today. When they can't block, nothing works. And the last two games, they have not been able to block, run, or pass. And it's really hard to do uh, anything when that's happening. And one other point, kind of like what Dan, not to agree with Dan, but it's kind of like the people on the message boards. You get on there and they, they're complaining about the crowd, but yet they're at home on their computer. And I, I thought for what turned out today, it was a pretty good showing, actually. But I just feel bad for the players, and I think I Ryan, you were at the game, right? Actually, my kids went. I ended up having to work till noon. Okay. I mean, I maybe could have made it right at the time, yeah. but I, I think after the Ohio State game, every the expectations just got raised so much. When you really look at this team, every game besides that one, it's been pretty hit or miss at best. I hit or miss, I'll, and not with, with the exception of the Penn State game, kind of ugly too, though, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you look back and look at the offensive numbers. I mean, even against. The first game of the year, twenty. Other than Iowa State against the Big Twelve defense, I don't know if you can count that for much. But other than that game, we really haven't clicked. I would say on offense, other than here, there, and the Ohio State game. Thanks but for... I think I, I still think it all next year. We'll see what happens. Yeah. You still got a couple games left. You can end on a high note. Yeah, I think yeah, you're going to get, get actually some sanity. But I get fifteen practices. Get fifteen more practices leading up to that bowl. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things that can happen. They go way far over the ledge. You think like somebody just died or something, and it's like <laughs> you think you guys are into it, invested. How do you think the coaches and but they they got to get results. And I think next year's might be a make or break, and then you will start really seeing, you know, the people that actually pay the bills, the donors, and all that. And that would be a bad deal. Yeah, you, so who you, knows. You got all the ducks in the Thanks, right row, it sounds like, Ryan. Very good. Here's what Thanks, this guys. is. Play, Kirk Ferentz gives players 24 hours, right? This is our 24-hour period. It's just on the air. It just happens to be on the air. It happens to be with 10,000, 50,000, 100,000 of our best friends. I think that there is some uh, some soul searching with Iowa fans, too. If you're one and of those, okay. If you're one of those diehards that went to the game today, we got some people that are upset with you. Everybody stand hold. Sound off continues. Fox News Radio, I'm Joe Chiro. A free speech rally in Boston with pro-Trump protesters facing off with anti-Trump demonstrators. The so-called free speech and anti-Marxism rally, billed as a rally for the republic, was more like a shouting match. The anti-Marxists, who carried flags and wore hats supporting President Donald Trump, were outnumbered by the self-described socialists, 10 to one. Fox's Bill Marcus. At least two people were arrested. The Clinton Foundation hosting a 25th anniversary celebration in Little Rock, Arkansas of Bill Clinton's presidential election victory. The former first couple spoke on a number of topics. Hillary Clinton also blasting President Trump. Honestly, between tweeting and golfing, how does he get anything done? I don't understand it. The event also marked the 13th anniversary of the Clinton Presidential Center's grand opening. Fox News. We report. You decide. News Radio 1040 WHO. I'm Travis Justice. He's Ross Peterson. Normally you'd play a highlight there, but you just want to get right to calls, right? Uh, I mean, we're, and, we're, or tweets, too, because okay. um, one tweet at, at Sound Off WHO. In Dan's world, no fan feels as bad as the players, 
but we pay for this stuff, and we get to say, say too. Otherwise, this is just a D3 program. And according to Dan's world, you can only be a fan Jeez. if you live in Iowa or you attend the football games. Listen, I'm going to be the nice guy today, okay? I'm not going to let anybody pile on Dan. I'm not going to let anybody pile on John. Nobody's going to pile on Travis. I'm going to be the positive one today. You're the positive one. I can't necessarily be positive about this Hawkeye football team right now, but come on. We can all get on one side on the same page for just a few hours here. Not if you're only saying you can only be a fan if you go to the games or live in the state. That's not fair to people. It's not. Completely agree with you. 284-1040. Didn't you say we have some women on on hold here, right? I already already took Butch. Okay. All right? Because Butch was there for 14 minutes. He was the longest so far. Hi, Butch. Hello. What's up? Well, I got two words. I can't do it in one. Okay. Go Cyclones. <laughs> oh, that's rubbing salt in the wound. Ah, sorry. Man, it's too bad you guys don't have one of these shows that could occupy your time. Yeah, but, I don't know, you know if they have a large enough fan base to do so. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> That made me laugh. Yeah, come on. Come on that was Butch, funny. You want to come and play volleyball? Yeah, We're just yeah, knocking the ball back yeah. to you, man. Bump set spike. Side out. Point Iowa. Donna, how are yeah. you? I'm fine. How are you? We're doing well. What's your one word to describe well, your, your feeling I'm right gonna, now? I'm going to be positive. Unfortunately, it's two words. The wave. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's that a, was the best part of the whole game. Otherwise, I have nothing to say about that. <laughs> Donna. I'm sorry. I'm 65 years old, play football with my grandkids, and I can kick a ball further than that. Oh. See, I'm sorry, I can. I believe you. You know what? I do believe you. If you're in Des Moines, come on down to the studios at Grand. We'll let you. We'll let you punt out in the well, parking I'm, lot. I'm, like, I would love to know what the youth winner of the kick, pass, and punt did this year in the state of Iowa. Well, I don't have that, but I got a grandson that is awesome up in northern Iowa, and he's all team conference. And I love going out and just throwing the ball with him and kicking and just having a good time. But I was really upset with the game, and but the wave is my positive answer for tonight. Last question, Donna. Do you have uh, any eligibility left? Uh, <laughs> I'm still working. Okay. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Donna. Thanks, Donna. Appreciate it. Thank you. Now, she brought us all up, right? Yes. But she had a great line. She can kick the ball farther. Here, than I almost snuck in when she's like the wave. I just want to talk about the wave. That yeah. was the best part. I almost snuck in the line like, you know, this is what we need, Donna. If you can't say something nice, don't say anything at all. And before I could get that line in, she's like, but I'm 65. I can out punt anybody on the team. <laughs> Love it. Ryan is up next. Ryan, thanks for calling Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. Hi, guys. How's it going? Doing Great. well, man. What's your word for the game? Ignorant. Ignorance is my word. Uh, we talk a lot about the identity of this Iowa football team. For the last several years, it's been this bend, don't break football, right? Defense. And I'm going to call out the defense today. Um, we had a Jim Thorpe winner with Desmond King, a Jim Thorpe candidate with Jock Jackson, where they absolutely refused to throw to his side of the field. But yet, we cannot get out of our shell of a defense, cover two deep, and we leave the other cornerback or a weaker cornerback almost on an island by himself. 
let's let's throw some help over top and let Josh Jackson take care of Josh Jackson. Brian, I think that that's that would be a great plan, and I think if the uh, if they could go back to those five straight plays where they picked on Manny Ragumba, went right over the top of him, uh, they would have made some sort of switch. They did end up putting Josh Jackson up on that receiver uh, after those five consecutive balls that ended up with a yep. touchdown, but yep. it, by that point the damage was done. I don't know what the answer to that, Ryan, is. I, I mean, I think it's a bad answer, but I think the answer is this is the th- – this is the method that this defense plays. This is what they're always going to do. Derek Pagel sat in here with me when Travis was gone for a couple weeks, and he's done a better job of explaining that to me than anybody in my life, that this, this defense is set up exactly the way that you just described it. And if you got a guy that can't cover a man, you're in big trouble. And that's what happened today, and they exploited that, uh, that mismatch in a big way. Well, Purdue clearly going to throw the football with the win. They know they've got 15 minutes to get it done, and they're going for the touchdown right now, and they got Mahungu wide open behind Ragumba. I don't Ragumba. know about Ragumba. they got a touchdown. Uh, this, is, this has got to be a, a wow. substitution here. Uh, that's four straight plays at him and uh, four straight completions. Well, one penalty and three straight completions. Uh, like, it was like, man, he wasn't even out there. That's what you're talking about, right, Ryan? That's what I'm talking about. Hey, guys, huge fan of the Rush and Fanatics and Sound Off. You guys do an excellent job. Thanks, Thanks Ryan. Ryan. Appreciate, Appreciate it, man. 284-1040. 284-1040. Let's go to Mark. Mark, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. Hey, Trav. Long time no here. 1988. 1988? What were you doing in 1988? Weren't you still at Grandview in 1988? I think it was at Tri-Center Neola in 1988. Okay. You, you, were, you think you were the better putter than we have right now, Trav, that's for sure. <laughs> I was never a kicker. Is this an old buddy? I, I, was, I was a quarterback that threw lots of interceptions. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Mark from Griswold. We'll talk later. I'll call you later. Oh, Mark Hi, Weidman. Mark. See you, Mark. Oh, boy. All right. <laughs> hey, one word, one word. Yep. Meteoroc- meteorocracy. Yeah, yeah, there you a, go. That's a that's good, good one, one, too. One. Yep. Very good one. So you were a quarterback? I was. Man. Must have been skinnier days for you, huh? I was 165 when I graduated. You were also a pinch runner on the state championship baseball team. No, I was a courtesy runner. Let's get it right. There's a difference. Oh, there is, because courtesy runner, you get to run more than once. Oh, yeah. I scored, I had like three or four stolen bases in state tournament and scored. Were you a fast, fat kid? I, I wasn't fat back then. Why do you guys think? Listen, I'm sorry that you I have just, a permanent you, tapeworm inside I just, you. I see you through the lens, the current lens, and I, it's hard for me to... Yeah, and the current lens is quite hefty. I get that. You bully. Lenny is up next. Hi, Lenny. Dan's possessing your body now. <laughs> Lenny, what's up? Yeah. Uh, discipline. Mm. Uh, That's a good That's one. a great That's word. Yeah. That's very- I don't think friends. Uh, he's uh, lost uh, his players have certain respect because he doesn't have enough discipline. Uh, you need to get out of there. I'm in keeping a tally here, okay? okay. And I and Thanks, I, I, I've been waiting for the specific of fire Ference reference. That's our third one in 45. minutes. Over under out of Vegas was four, right? Before yeah, the show that, before started? the show we had an over under on four. We're we're pacing well above that. Two eight four ten forty. Let's go to Kermit. Kermit, welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off and News Radio ten forty WHO. How you doing, guys? Good. Good. My one word is coming. As in Bob Cummings, the the offensive imagination is just not there. 
they run the same formations. They run to the right. They run to the left. They pass. They throw when it's obvious they've got to throw. It just uh, it's boring. It's not exciting, and it's too predictable. That's a great one, Kermit. Appreciate it. Thank you, Kermit. Good call. Yeah, Tra- Travis. Yep. I think uh, not to go back too far, but Lenny's call, Lenny's word, discipline. Mm-hmm. That's a really good one. And I think if we look back throughout the year, the games that have really fallen apart, with the exception of Wisconsin, where you just got your butt kicked. Today, a couple of really key penalties at times. The, the roughing the punter that seemed to uh, uh, keep things alive for Purdue and squash some of that momentum that the defense seemed to be building at that time. You had a couple more um, uh, false starts. Tristan Wurst had a few penalties today. Didn't have another. Uh, again, didn't have a great game at right tackle as a true freshman. So discipline's a good one. It's not necessarily the number of penalties, but you look at where those penalties happened, when they happened in the game, they were killers, and they have been the last couple weeks. On Twitter at SoundOffWHO, Nick says, my one word is frustrating. Going to the game and watching the offense not moving the ball, but we have young talent that will develop into great players. Andy says, does Akron Wadley still have an outside chance of winning the Heisman? Hashtag remember week two. 284. Um... That's my message for Bush, so the go cyclone thing, don't bring it to the table. Um, <laughs> I would also say, I say frustrated. You don't know what team's going to show up. Um, you know, we, we play with creativity when we play against Ohio State and Penn State, but then we don't do that when we're playing somebody that's mediocre. We don't, we don't think outside of the box when we're playing at Purdue. And so that's where my frustration lies. That's fair enough. That's a good one, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate it. 284-1040. 284-1040. As soon as one drops off, get your call right back in because we are moving right along on this Saturday night. Here till 10 o'clock, taking your phone calls, taking your tweets, talking about Iowa's 24-15 to loss at home to Purdue. Scott, welcome to the Death Rose Barbecue Sound Off on News Radio 1040 WHO. How you doing, fellas? Doing Fine. well, buddy. How are you? Um, well, I'm not very well. Uh, my one word for today is pathetic. That's and been a popular one. For our offense, and it goes for Dan. Dan, I hope you're listening to this call. He was talking about people that supported the program. Here's what our family did. I went to my first game in 1968. I was five years old. That's when my dad started buying tickets. We had those tickets till 2010. I started buying another pair in 1990. So we had two to four tickets from 1968 to 2010. As you remember, we had a pretty good team coming back. And in that year, Kirk Ferentz punted inside Nebraska's 40-yard line four times. Didn't even try to win the game. Neither team was playing for anything. That's when our family said, all right, we're done. Now, do I miss going to Iowa City every Saturday? Hell yes, I miss it. But we just couldn't justify spending all that money when, you know, I mean, it's typical for parents. When we play a mediocre team, we're never prepared. And that's where, we're, that's where I'm frustrated. And I, now I'm not saying fire parents, but I am saying fire Barda. For mm-hmm. him to reward mediocrity, seven games, like you said, Travis, it's a joke, complete joke. Uh, so I'm on fire Barda. Listen, I want to give you guys some ammo. You really want to get on the fire Barta train? This is more than about football. What has this athletic department done? How many, besides get lawsuits and lose a couple million dollars for for, for firing people, which turned out to be illegal? Besides that, which any other athletic director would have been fired in. How many Big Ten titles has has Gary Barta pulled in? 
Yeah, no, there's no question. Anybody would have been fired after that loss. No Scott, listen, we had this conversation two years ago when he renewed the contract. We had guys that combed through that contract, and we asked them this question. What did Iowa get from that negotiation? What did Gary Barta pull out of – what can you pull out of that contract that you can say, here's something that Gary Barta went in and fought for and won? You know what they came back with, Scott? Nothing. Yeah, not much. Nothing was their words. Yeah. The guys that went not, nothing. Yeah, Not much at all, but thanks, guys. Appreciate thanks, it, Scott. Scott. Appreciate Absolutely. it. Dan, Dan, I hope you heard this call. <laughs> thanks, Scott. Can't, just E-L-E, man. Everybody love everybody. You need to watch the movie Semi-Pro. It'd be healthy for you. 284-1040, Justin in Urbandale. Welcome to the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. You're on with me, Travis Justice, Ooh. and him. Oh, Justin, Peterson. you're in one of those situations, dude. We got a minute here. Do you want to fire some off, or you want us to put you back on hold, and you can get a, a little bit more time? Well, quit talking, Ross, and I'll start talking here. Go ahead. Hey, hang on a second. Uh, so, first off, Travis, you sound like a new guy, man, when you got a call screener in front of you. Fire those names off. Timmy, Tommy, Sally, Stan Hole, we'll be right back. It's like you're all down and on the morning rush and you don't have names in front of you. Anyway, um, I, my work for the for the game was just stupid. Uh, I don't know why they're going for two there at the end of the game and putting themselves out of a position and uh, to win. And, uh, you know, hey, if... People want to fire uh, uh, parents, you know, just think about what we did with Tom Davis. He couldn't take us to the promised land. The basketball team is still digging themselves out of that hole. Fair enough, Justin. Thanks for the phone call. Appreciate it. One line open. Lots more to take. Two hours to go. It's the Jethro's Barbecue Sound Off. AM 1040 on your radio and on your smartphone. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. News Radio 1040, WHO, Des Moines. In a series of interviews, Hillary Clinton criticized the president and Republicans, and the president took to Twitter. In this interview, she defends Senator Franken because he apologized for his alleged sexual misconduct, but she attacks Roy Moore and the president. We have a man who's accused of sexual assault sitting in the, the Oval Office, don't we? Uh, and uh, the, the very credible accusations against him have not been taken seriously. So I, I think that the Republicans have a big problem uh, that uh, they're going to have to address, and it's not just... Uh, confined to what's happening in Alabama. Now, President Trump responded on Twitter by calling her the worst loser of all time. As for more, the White House press secretary, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she says that President Trump believes that he should step aside if the allegations are true. Fox's Kristen Fisher. Alabama Governor Kay Ivey is planning to vote for Republican Senate candidate Roy Moore despite sexual misconduct allegations. I certainly have no reason to disbelieve any of them. The timing is a little curious, but at the same time, I have no reason to disbelieve him. Ivy says a reason she's voting for the controversial candidate is to keep a Republican majority in the Senate. Sad news about the hard rock group ACDC. Malcolm Young, a guiding force behind the Australian hard rock band ACDC, has died. He was 64. Young was diagnosed with dementia in 2014. He formed the group with his brother, Angus. ACDC sold over 200 million albums, creating one of the greatest rock records ever in Back in Black. Fox News, fair and balanced.